Lord. Glory to God. Well, open your Bibles to Psalm 42. It's kind of where we were last time, but we're going to, it just happened to be part of my notes. We're not, we're not going to sing again. Well, we may. I shouldn't say we ain't going to sing again. We're not planning to sing again. We might. I like singing. Everybody enjoy singing. We, we had a good time singing, didn't we? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, when I uh, do get a chance to, when we go places, uh, when I go in airports or other things or even amusement parks, I'm a people listener. I'll, I'll watch people, but I'll listen to them more than I'll watch them. And in the world today, you can get a lot of knowledge by watching people. You can also get judgy, which you don't want to do. Amen? As you see people and you hear them, you don't want to begin to judge them. Uh, me and Kim, when we see stuff that is judge-worthy, if you will, <laughs> rather than judge, we say, Lord, show us where we're doing that. Show us where we could come up in that place. Right? Because you, I don't care how high you think you are. Right? <laughs> well, actually, if you think you're high, you're probably thinking too high. Right? <laughs> I mean, th- think good. I mean, you should think good. You're a child of God. You're on your way to heaven. You're saved. You're healed. You're, you're, you got everything going for you. I mean, if, if they wrote, if they wrote something about you, they'd say that, that, they have everything going for them. They had every opportunity. If we miss it, it's our own fault. Amen? But you listen to people and you realize how negative and, and how, how, I don't even know what the word would be, but people are so, they're down right now. In the world. And unfortunately, you even hear people and they'll say, oh, yeah, I go to church every Sunday. I just can't believe what's going on. I'm like, what? What? You know, because, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like saying, does that, does, that, does that disturb you? And they go, no, but it's troubling. Well, <laughs> is there a difference? Huh? That's like saying, I'm not worried, but I'm very concerned. Sound like you're worried and concerned. Huh? And these are, these are things that ought to be away from us. They should be something that doesn't even, isn't even spoken about us. We, we are designed and, and, and input with the peace and the quietness of God. We should have peace and quiet at all times. Amen? No matter what's going on, you should not let yourself be troubled. I mean, what Jesus said it twice in John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Does that mean that just automatically your heart isn't going to be troubled? No, that means he's telling you that it's going to take a purposeful thought of heart for your heart not to be troubled. Amen? Because we all have a soul. We all have flesh. And, and it's like if you sit there and listen to other people and they'll start talking about things going on, if you just let yourself go, you'll find yourself joining their conversation, right? And, and all of a sudden, your quiet, peaceful heart is now a disturbed, right, wavery heart. Why? Because you pulled away and you went a different direction. When, when we do that, we allow our soul its own, it's, it, your soul will do whatever you let it do. Right? It's yours. And it's yours to command. But too many of us are letting it command us. Amen? Which is why I started in Psalm 42. 
because Psalm 42 is what we were talking about, not just uh, verse 11, what we were talking about two weeks ago, um, when David began to talk to his soul. And, and that's who he was talking to. He was talking to himself because your soul is part of you. But it's the part of you that wants to do what it wants to do. Amen? From what I can tell, it's the little kid part of you. Right? And, and, and it needs to either be reined in or it's going to be a brat. Right? You can either rein in your flesh or your, fre- your flesh is going to rein, on, rein you. Amen? Because it, it will do what you'll let it do. That's why David talked to it. I mean, in Psalm 103, you know, you look at it like, oh, yeah, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. He's talking to himself again. He's saying, bless the Lord, soul. And then he tells it again. Why? Because it doesn't remember. It's a forgetful soul. And he said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and don't forget. Don't forget all his benefits. What's he? He's talking to himself. His heart knows it. But you, your flesh will just move on, and everything your heart knew, it'll try to move away from. Your heart has to keep your flesh in line. Amen? Your flesh should always fall, follow what your heart knows. Now, if your heart doesn't know any good things, you're in trouble. Amen? I mean, we all know how to do whatever we want, right? We did that for years all on our own. Amen? I did. It was real easy and really hard. Right? It was really easy to do in a really hard life. Amen? David said, David said, why are you so downcast? Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you acting the way you're acting? And that's, that's a pretty big statement when you're talking to yourself. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's getting on to himself. And, and literally, sometimes we're going to have to do that. Because, I mean, I talk to people a lot of times and they'll say, now, now you don't want to do this. And they'll say, well, you just don't understand. No, I, I'm trying to rein your soul in. I, I'm trying to rein that in because you don't want to do it. You know, sometimes you're talking to somebody in the phone and, and they're, they're in the hospital and their words aren't lining up and you're trying to say things that will bring them back and, and they're saying they're, they're rebelling against it and don't even know it. Well, I would say that, but the doctor said this. Well, I, I know that's true, but no, that is true. It's time to say, hey, soul, why are you disquieted? Why are you disturbed? Why are you unstill? Hmm? That, that, that's what it's saying. You're, you're doing this, and you're, and you're going along with everything you see and hear. That's what your soul does. It, it, it plays with your five senses. If I can see it, if I can touch it, if I can taste it, if I can hear it, then, then it's real. No, what's real is the Word of God. And, and it's the trusting in the Lord. And that's what David said. He said, he said, I don't know why you're disquieted, but put your hope in God. In other words, put your security, your safety, your trust in God. Because I'm going to praise him. What's his, David's heart saying, I'm going to praise him. In other words, soul, you might as well get in line because heart's getting ready to do it. Amen? Heart is going to hope in him. He's going to trust in him. He's going to stand by, you know, no matter what other version of the Bible you hear, I'm going to believe he's good. Amen? 
I know there's a lot of other versions out there apparently that I've never read that say he's, he's only good sometimes or that bad is good. And there's no such thing as that. God is good, only good, and he's doing only good things. And, and I'm going to put my hope in that God. That's why the devil wants that doctrine out there. Because with that doctrine, you can be as fleshy as you want. You can, you can let your soul run rampant and do whatever it desires because it has an excuse. God put me here. God did this. God, God took me and put me in this situation. There's nothing else to do about it. Sure, I'm going to worry. That's what I do. If I didn't worry, I don't care. <laughs> right? Fact is, not only am I going to worry about what I'm going to wear and what I'm going to eat, I'm going to worry about everything else too. I think some people say, well, I just got to get to where I don't worry about my food or my clothes so that I can worry about the big things. Right? I think what he's saying is if you can quit worrying about this, then you won't worry about the rest. And what he's really saying is if you'll put me first, you'll know you never have to worry. And that's what David's saying right here. He's saying, so put God first. I, my heart knows who's first. My heart knows what's right. Our hearts know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Our hearts that are full of the Word of God have the ability to follow Him precisely. Amen? Um, in Psalm, what is it, Psalm 76, 78, something like that, where, where, he, where they limited the Holy One of Israel? What, what did He say before that? He said, their hearts were, were not right. What's He saying? Their hearts aren't following my covenant. Their hearts are over here, and I'm over here. And if their hearts are over here, they'll never have my rest. What's, what's rest? Rest is not being troubled. It's peace and quiet. The rest of God is the peace and quietness of God. Amen? Righteous people, those made righteous by the blood of Jesus, should have peace and quiet. Those are two promises of righteousness. Those are two, that's what righteousness does. In in Isaiah 32, it says the, the work of righteousness is peace. So what righteous does is it produces peace. If, if you are made righteous by the blood of Jesus, you, you should be producing, peace should be producing in you and you should be producing peace. It sets us apart from the world. Um, when, when, when we, when it says in Thessalonians, I know it's, it's the funeral verse, but it says, don't grieve like those who have no hope. That's a Dave translation. Right? We don't want to do anything like those who don't have hope. Right. We want to do everything like somebody that has hope every day. You know, you watch some of these shows and they talk about people who've went on in a bad way and they say, well, I feel bad because I'm getting to live this life and, and they're not getting to enjoy it. Well, if they were saved, they're doing way better than you. Amen? If they were saved, they're doing so much better than you that they're laughing at you while you say that. If you only knew how well I was doing. Amen? We may miss them, but we don't want to be like those who have no hope and speak those things. And when you begin to get away from hope and your soul begins to get away from hope, we begin to say things that don't match up to truth. 
because because we've pulled ourselves away from the truth of the gospel. Amen. And, and David, he said, he said, don't be disquieted, don't be disturbed. Quit. And, and and that another word for disquieted is loud. In other words, your flesh will scream so loud. Anybody ever been hangry? Huh? Hangry is not biblical. Being hungry does not give you the right to be mean. Let me rephrase that. Being hungry does not give me the right to be snarky. Amen? Maybe none of y'all are like that. But sometimes when I get a little hungrier than I should, right, my, my, my answers get a little shorter than they should be. Amen? That's not okay. Why? Because you're acting like everybody else. Christians want to be different, and what makes us different is peace and quiet. That's one of the qualities of righteousness, two of the qualities of righteousness that make us different in every situation because no matter what's going on around us, we're undisturbed. We say still. We, we don't get moved from the place that we're in. Paul said it that way. He said, none of these things move me. What's he saying? I'm not changing the joy I have. I'm not changing my direction. I'm not going somewhere else. I'm headed right where God said, because none of these things move me. Amen. Amen. Why? I've got peace and quietness to go this way. And that's what I'm going to do. And, and that's, that's what we should do on a constant basis. When, when we walk out the door in the morning, we shouldn't get disturbed by the circumstances. Amen? I was somewhere the other day and they said, did you see what happened? I'm like, no. And they're like, what, didn't you watch the news? No. Purposely. Why? Because that circumstance isn't going to change my peace and quietness. Right? If it does, then I'm no help. We should be a standout in the world. People should come to us and say, why are you like that? I mean, isn't that what it says in Peter? It says, be ready to give an answer for the hope that lies within you. What they're saying, they're saying, you should, you, we should be hopeful all the time. There should never be a day where we say, ah, I know. You're right. I don't know how we're going to do it. world's going to hell in a handbasket. I don't know that a handbasket would make it in hell, but that those are not peaceable, quiet words. Amen? And they will not produce righteous fruit. They will not produce help for the hearer. Amen? When, when we walk in the peace and the quietness that God gives us, we pray and we ask and then we walk away in peace. And when somebody says, oh, did you hear? You say, yes, and we prayed. It's going to be good. Right? Right. (laughs) You know, some people think that when we pray that the world's going to start being peaceful. Can you think of any generation where that's happened? Huh? No. There, There may be areas of the country that experience peace at certain times, but there's always something going on. Why? Because it's the world's full of the curse. Amen? But we can be at peace in the world. At no matter what the circumstance is going on around us, we can have peace. We can be quiet in our spirit. doesn't mean you're being silent. It means you're being still. It means, it means you're being stable. Stable. 
Because Christians should be the stabilizing factor of this world the way it is right now. People should come to us and say, why aren't you off the rails like we are? Why aren't you complaining and arguing at the breakfast table with all of us? Because we know what that will do. Exactly what it did. Right? And then you have opportunity to give them reason for the hope that's within you. You could even say, you know, my soul wanted to jump right in with you. It wanted to speak bad. It wanted to say wrong things. It wanted to talk evil of the, of the authorities. It wanted to talk evil of everything going on. But my spirit knows that God's a good God and that we've prayed about this, and I'm expecting things to turn around, to turn around to the good of the gospel. Now, I don't know what it's going to take for that to happen, but we've prayed, and His will... His will is that all men be saved and hear and acknowledge the truth. Amen? And and I know that, and we've prayed it. And then I move on with a smile on my face. Why? Because that circumstance does not define my day. Amen? Too often we're letting the... You know, think about Jesus. When He went into the the, uh, temple and the money changers were there, the only time I ever really saw that Jesus got upset is when it was hurting people. What, what was happening was hurting people, was, was pulling them away from God. And we got upset. He, he turned over the money changers, preached a short message, right, and left and did not wake up mad the next day. He didn't even leave mad, right? Was, what was it shortly after that? That's when they started talking about the fig tree, Right? if you have a moment to where something's hurting somebody and it aggravates you, like if if you're a parent and your child's about to go off a cliff, sometimes you can sound a little mean when you say, stop that! Right? But that's not mean at all. That was the highest form of love. Right? But the minute you do that highest form of love, then you go grab and say, glad you're okay. I just was trying to catch you before you did it. Why? Because you're not mad anymore. Right? You got through it. Christians should get through things, right? This isn't on, we'll go away from the notes for a minute. (laughs) Christians should get through things. If something aggravates you, stop. Well, I just want to be aggravated another day or two. No! (laughs) Aggravation and offense clogs your ears, blurries your eyes, and it'll cause you to hear the Word of God backwards. You'll, you'll be finding verses that make it okay for you to be upset. Christians, we don't have time for that. It takes away your peace. It takes away your joy. It takes away your quiet spirit. It takes away everything that would witness to somebody else because it makes us just like them. And you say, well, you just don't know what happened. It doesn't matter what happened. God's bigger. God's gooder. God's greater. He's got more love. He can fill that hole in with such a good thing that you didn't even know what was missing in that hole. Amen? We, we, there's never going to be a day where we quit hoping and trusting in Him, where we take ourselves away from things and, and become like the world and it be okay. It's not going to happen. Just like we're supposed to live by faith, we're supposed to live by love. And love doesn't hold a grudge. It doesn't hold on to things that steal its witness. 
And when we act those ways, our witness becomes nothing. We have to watch this not in church. It's easy to smile and have your church face on. It's when somebody makes you mad in the world. And actually, it's kind of sad. I know people get mad at the church. Stop it. It's not okay. There's, there's never going to be an, okay, there's never going to be a day where, but yeah, you don't know what that church, it doesn't matter. Even if they were wrong, it's our job to forgive. <laughs> there we go. That's all I got to say about that. We haven't even went to the second verse, have we? Go to Hebrews 6. We're talking about our soul getting away and doing the things it wants to do and, 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 and grabbing hold of ourselves, steadfastly remaining where we're at. Steadfast. That means to hold in one spot. Right? That sounds like be still. Amen? Be still. Sometimes we just need to be still. It doesn't mean you need to quit doing anything. You need to stand in the place where you're in and trust. Put your hope in God. And remember, your hope is your anchor. Your soul is like a ship out on the water that has no motor, no anchor, and the the wind's blowing. And whatever the way the wind's blowing, that's which way your boat's going. Amen? But when you got an anchor for your soul, you throw it out. And it hooks on something, the rock. And, and it can't be moved. And now you're steadfast. Amen? The, the hope is the anchor for your soul. If we set our hope, and not the, the way you set your hope is you do not allow yourself to become disquieted. Don't allow yourself to be disturbed. When things that you see or hear or become a part of disturb you, get away from them. Get away from them. People say, oh, should I quit my job? No, you should quit being disturbed at your job. <laughs> when you wa- let, let me just tell you guys this. Can Sarasota hear me good? Everybody online hear me good? When you go out these doors, the world's going to be out there. They don't know God. So they're going to act ungodly. That should not disturb you. <laughs> okay? It's going to happen. I'm going to tell you right now, when you are, you don't have to go 100 yards outside the church property and you'll find somebody that could disturb you unless you realize they're there for you to witness to. Right? The world is disturbing place. We're not to be disturbed. Amen? We're to be peaceable and quiet. When we pass by somebody and, and they're singing to their self and going down the road, yeah, we did that just the other day, didn't we? Yeah. And I said, well, that's a happy person. That's what I said. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what was going on or what they were on. But they were happy at that moment. So I just said, well, there's a happy person. Before my soul tried to say something else. So you can either say, look at that crazy, or you can do something better. You know, that's the nice thing about having the Spirit of God. You always have the opportunity to make a difference in every situation you're in. 
Every situation you're in, you can make a difference. If you never touch that situation, you know, if you just walk by somebody and say, Lord, bless them today, send, send angels around them, send labors across their path, help, help them to see today your love, and then go on. You don't need to, t- you don't need to drive up to them and say, I prayed for you. <laughs> Why do they need to know that you prayed for them? They don't need to know. You wanted them to know. God can take care of it after that. He didn't say pray and then let the people know you prayed. He just said pray. Glory to God. And we can do that. We can do that. And and if we remain in, in this hope that anchors our soul where our soul can't get out on its own. It, can't, it doesn't just go here and go there and start doing whatever it wants, however it wants. It's anchored to the Word of God. It's anchored to His Word can't fail and He can't lie. So the God that can't lie also can't fail, and that's the two things you're believing in. Amen? Amen? That's an anchor for your soul. Yes, when, when can you stop hoping in never fail... And never lie. You never will quit hoping in that. Because your hope can be anchored in that. Glory to God. And that's, I didn't even read the verse. We just kind of talked about it, didn't we? It said, it says, which hope we have as an anchor. And he's talking about those two things. He, he, his word can't fail and he can't lie. Right? His covenant that he gave us, he, he, he swore it on an oath which cannot be broken, and he cannot lie. So if those two things can't happen, your life is always going to be good. People say, well, my life's not good right now. You're saved. You know, I've gotten to where I say that anytime somebody says, "That's been, how's your day? I'll say, you know what? It really doesn't matter. I'm saved. <laughs> so my day started good. And it's going to end good because at the first of it I was saved. At the end of it I'll still be saved. Right. Amen. Amen? So your day really can't get much better is really the truth. All that can happen from here on is the blessing of the Lord. That just, put, just put a whole bunch of icing on that cake. Amen? Because it's only going to get better from there. We never want to wake up and say, oh, Monday. It's been Monday all week, and it's been Monday for the last month. <laughs> this is the day, this is the day. <laughs> no. This is the day that the Lord has made. My peace and quiet can say that at all times because it never changes. It's unchanging. If, if I trust in Him, if I put my hope in Him, and I anchor my soul in the Word of God, then, then I have hope at all times. And my hope is greater than my circumstances. It's greater than the circumstances. People say, yeah, but look at all the stuff going on. I don't need to look at all the stuff going on. I know God's still good. I am my parts to pray and then to be, have peace. Pray and have peace. Now, so that just doesn't make any sense. Of course it doesn't. It passes understanding. He didn't say you could understand. He, he said you could have peace that you couldn't understand. Better yet, the world won't understand it. When we begin to only participate in this world at God's level, then we'll make a difference in every place that we go. 
Because why? We're only participating at His unction. Amen? In other words, when I go here, I believe God's sending me there. So whatever's happening while I'm there is God-ordained, and I'm going to mess something up in the, in the good way. Right? If you wanted to be sad, I'm getting ready to mess your day up. Why? Because I ain't going to let you do it. I'm going to sit there and talk to you and encourage you and build you up until you can't be sad no more. Amen? And and you know what? We can do that. Why? Because we have the joy of the Lord in us. We have the Word of God. We have truth. Truth overrides ignorance all the time. And when we say it's bad, that's not true. It's just ignorance. And when we can fill them with some knowledge, some truth, and say, oh, you, you don't know who you've been made to be. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. You, you're, you're victorious when you wake up. You're victorious when you go to bed, coming in, going out. You are in victory before you ever started this game. Amen. Amen? And we just start talking to them, and they say, wow, you just don't know. I don't need to know. I know God. Yeah. Right? I know God. I know what God can do. I know what God will do. And I know what He's given us to do. And, and to put that in us changes, it changes the atmosphere of the circumstance. May not, the circumstance may not go away, but the atmosphere around it will, and then the circumstance will change. Amen? People want the circumstance to change so they can be happy. They can be happy and the circumstance will change. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Look at Isaiah 32. Whew, he's helping us. We, we, we got to learn that, we, that God puts these things in us. How many righteous people I got in here today? Righteous through the blood of Jesus. Huh? If you're not, then we're going to have people down here at the end. Come on down, and you can get yours. We got ours. It's good. Amen? Well, the, these verses are talking about us. They're talking. It's not, you don't just get, they say, I'm righteous. You're, you've been made righteous. And the work of you being made righteous is peace. So the work of you being made righteous gives you peace, and it gives you peace to give. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. The work of you being made righteous, and then the service of righteousness, what it accomplishes in you is quietness, stillness, assurance, confidence, hope. Amen? And when you have those going on in your life, you begin to make a difference everywhere you go. Why? Because you don't have a downtime. Right? When you know who you are in Christ, you don't have a downtime. Amen? It's when we get too big in Christ that we begin to have a downtime. Right? Well, I've been to church 45 times this month. I'm going to take a break. Take a break from church, but don't take a break from peace and joy. Right? Unfortunately, when people take a break, they take a break from the whole thing. I'm going to take a break because I need to be mad for just a little while. I have not been good and mad for a few months now, and I need to get some mad out there. I'm going to be mad and I'm going to be crabby, and then I'll come back to church. You know what happens? They never come back. Why? Because you don't get through that. You have to go away to be mad and crabby because if you keep coming while you're mad and crabby we'll we'll unmad and crabby you right as i tell as i tell ben i'll hug the crab out of you amen 
not, it's not who we are. Who we are is made righteous. That, that's made right. We're, we've been made right to stand before God. And, we, and, and, and the service of this righteousness makes us right-minded. Uh, the, one of the words they use in the, in the, in the uh, Strong's is right-mindedness. And I kind of like that word because it sounds like something I'd make up. Our righteousness creates right-mindedness in us, so we begin to think different. We begin to see different. It affects the way you perceive everything you see. Everything you see, you perceive and understand the way God perceives it and understands it. And when you allow those things to work in your life, every situation you see, now it's not a weird girl, it's a happy person. Why? Because I can't help the weird girl, but I could help the happy person. Amen? Why can't I help the weird girl? Because I called her weird. I've judged her. I'd rather judge someone happy than weird. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. And we can do that. Why? Because we have the peace and quietness of God. The, it says the work of righteousness shall be peace, which is prosperity, health, safety, security. In other words, the work of righteousness in our life creates security, a safe place. It creates an anchor for our soul. Amen? And, 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 the, and, the, and the effect or the service of righteousness is right-mindedness, an, an understanding of honor and integrity, moral value. Truly is. Righteous, people say, well, those are just good ideas. No, those are righteous values. Those are godly values. Honor is a godly value. And when we learn that we have the ability in us to honor correctly, then, then we see things different because we refuse to dishonor a situation. Amen? And, and the, these are things that the Lord's put in us that through righteousness, this, the, He's made us righteous to be these things. Amen? You know, you got, if you've been made righteous, this is expected. <laughs> hey. And they say, oh, maybe I don't want to be righteous. You want to be righteous for sure. But these things are in us. It's kind of like Christians that don't walk in love. If we, we don't, I'm not saying everybody walks in love all the time. There's, there's two or three times a year that I don't, or maybe even more. <laughs> but not walking in love is just letting your soul pull back from what God put in you. Because there's never a time where you can't walk in love, where you cannot not walk in love. That makes sense? Because you have it in you. It's part of who you are. It's not just part of what you have. It's who you've become. And when you become something, then you don't, you don't just do it. You be it. So now when I walk into a situation, it's not that I just have love. I am love. And if I am love, now I can change that situation through the love that I am. How, love came down and died on a cross for me. Love took my sins. Love pulled me out healed my body and now we're that love we have become a son of God not the son but a son a son of love I'm a son of love and I have every ability that love has in me because I'm his son amen and if I choose 
to walk in that love, if I choose to walk in that peace, if I choose to live in that quietness, then I will make a difference in every place I go and the circumstance that's before me will not define me. Amen? And it doesn't matter what's happening in the world when we as Christians do what God said to do. When we do what it says in First Timothy like we do every Wednesday night, when we pray... We make requests and we pray, supplications, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Amen? For kings and all those that are in authority. Why? So we can have peace and quiet. Peace. We can lead a quiet. What's he saying? He said, I want you to do this so you can be who you are. If you don't do that, and if you look at the verses ahead of it, he talks about, um, he, says to, he says to Timothy, he says, hold to the faith, hold on to faith. Look, look at the first two verse, the last two verses of, the, of chapter 1. Holding faith and a good conscience. A good conscience is not just, it, it's a good awareness of God's goodness, of how God would be good in a situation. It's not just you feeling good about yourself. It's an awareness of how good. And Paul's saying you've you got the same awareness. He Actually, one of the words for it was co-perception. In other words, you see just like I do, Timothy. There was another place where he told somebody, he said, that I've got no one else that's like, that, that, that has the same faith as I have, that, that's, that's got, got the same heart. And that's what he's saying here again. He's saying, I want you to hold the faith and good conscience. In other words, be aware and see things exactly the way I see them because we see them the way God sees them. Amen? And, and then if you really took this next part out, you could because he just stopped and added this in there. He said, which some, you know, some people have, have done away with holding the faith and good conscience and they've made shipwreck. And then he goes back, next verse, he talks about who it was. And then he goes back to the next verse, the first verse. of, And he says, so, so look at it this way. Holding, to, holding faith and a good conscience, I exhort therefore. In other words, don't do this without faith. You know, people, people say, well, I'll just pray. No, just praying is not enough. When we do this, we pray in faith. Why? Because that's what enables you to live a quiet, peaceable life. Yeah. If you don't pray in faith, you walk away worried. Right? Well, the first thing you say when you don't pray in faith, and I know because I've not prayed in faith before. wonder if that will happen. <laughs> the minute you do that, it's not going to work. Why? Because you didn't pray in faith. When you pray in faith, you walk away. And you're quiet and peaceable. Your, your, your spirit is still and undisturbed. And you live that way. Why? Because I prayed the prayer of faith the way God told me to pray it for these people. Now, I don't need to watch the news and find out what's going to happen. I know God's working in the situation. I opened the door for Him. People say, how do you know He's there? I opened the door. Right? Isn't that what prayer does? Yeah, I was the doorkeeper that day. I opened it and He went right on in. Amen? And so why? I can be quiet and peaceable now. Quiet and peaceable, and this is, this is a different application to it, but it's who we are. It's not just an action. It's a characteristic of God's people. 
When, when we begin to take on these characteristics, you can't just take on love and never be at peace. Why? Because you're worrying. Your love's not going to do any good things because you're worrying all the time. You're disturbed about things all the time. You're angry all the time. You know, if you watch, I don't care what news channel you watch, if you watch it all the time, you will be disturbed. Right? You could leave this service tonight, go home, turn on the news, and be disturbed. Right? You could go home, look at your bills, and be disturbed. You could go home and look at the doctor's report and be disturbed. You could do a lot of things. It's easy to be disturbed, but it's much easier not to be. To hold fast, remain steadfast in what God's doing, what God's said. Amen? You know, I think we need to do that tonight. Um, we're going to pray. We, we need to pray for our nation. Why? Then we can just walk out of here peacefully. There's been, in here, there's been people in here watching the news this week. I've seen a couple things on the news. They were disturbing. We were watching some dumb show that we should have turned on on was called court cam or something. And with, needless to say, this guy didn't get sentenced to what we thought he should have got sentenced to. Judgy. And we got upset. Well, this happened so many years ago, he was probably already out of jail. What we, we're, that's like getting upset about Abbott and Costello. They're gone. They've been gone for years. I don't know if who's still on first or what's on second or I don't know who's on third. I don't know. We're, we're getting, we're, we need, the devil is trying to get us with the stupidest little things off track to, to, to not do these things. Because the purpose is for people to get saved. The characteristic is peace and quiet. Amen? And, and if I'm peace and quiet in a situation that's full of tumult and trouble and distress, and, and I'm peace and quiet, that person's got a much better chance of knowing Jesus today. Why? Because he's going to ask me, I'm upset, I am so mad, I'm so angry, why aren't you? Door just opened. Let me tell you about my peace. Let me tell you about my love. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Amen? Everything that God's put in us and designed around us is designed to be a witness to the world. Well, you, you, can, you can be a witness and never say a word. And people may say, man, those people were weird. Best kind of weird you'll ever be. Best kind of weird you'll ever be. And people say, oh, they must be in a cult. They go to church all the time. Best cult you'll ever be in. Right? right? I know when we first started Bible studies, I mean, we used to have Bible study every night. If we didn't go to church, we were at Bible study. People said, all they want to do is open their Bibles and read and talk about God. Like it was wrong. And these were Christians saying that. And we couldn't figure out why it was so wrong. Because why? Because we were so excited. Yeah. When did we lose that? Find it. Yeah. It's still there. And it's a witness to the world. Unexcited Christians are a bad witness. Usually they're not a witness at all because nobody even knows they're a Christian. Excited Christians are a witness to the world. 
Why? Because they're excited about what God's doing. It's, I'm not talking about jumping on people's backs and say, hey, you got to know Jesus, you got to know Jesus. If God didn't lead you to them, it ain't gonna do you. you can talk all day and they ain't going to know Jesus. But if they're in your way and God put them there, they're in danger of being saved. Amen? They're in danger of getting their healing today. You know, I was walking through the amusement park this past, what was it, Saturday we were there? And, and this person came by me, and they were in a wheelchair. And I said, God, it just quit. my spirit just got quick all of a sudden. You know how all of a sudden God kind of just puts somebody in your eyes? And I said, am I supposed to do something? He said, yeah. I go, what's that? He said, pray. He said, pray as you go by. That's all he said to do. I prayed. I'm expecting something good. I don't. I, I won't know this side of heaven. He told me to pray as I went by. He didn't say stop them, tell them you're going to pray. He said pray as you go by. You know, God. God doesn't need us to show people how great He is. If we just live what He put in us, they'd see how great He is. Amen. Because someday in heaven, that prayer helped because He wouldn't have told me to pray it if it didn't. I'll see that person. And they'll say, you passed by me and prayed. I believe that. I believe that. I can't prove it, but I can believe it. Amen? Stay on your feet. God said, had, had Paul write to Timothy, concerning our nation, concerning, actually concerning the world, because he didn't just say pray for the kings in your nation. He said pray for kings and all those that are in authority. There, there are things happening in this world today. And I'll guarantee you someday, we, we won't know any of these leaders today. But someday we're going to see some of them in heaven. And they're going to say, thank you church for praying. Thank you because you don't know what a difference it made in, in what I did in the country. The decisions I made. The the places we were able to go and the things we were able to do and it won't just be in this nation it'll be in all these nations amen and god doesn't tell us to do something that won't make a difference in other words he wasn't saying i just want to see if they'll be obedient and pray no he says holding to faith and a good conscience i exhort you therefore first of all What's he saying? I want you to make this very valuable and very important. I want this to be something that you think of first. Amen? Why is he saying that? Because we can make a difference. He's talking to his righteous people who have peace, who have quietness, who have love, who have joy, who have faith. Amen? And he's saying you can pray and you can open a door for me to come in and do things in countries and leadership in places that I, I, I had no access to at the time. And, and now you're opening that door and giving me access. We are opening for the power of God to come in and make a difference. Amen? He said, he said, holding to faith and a good conscience, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men. What's he saying? He said, I want you to love everybody. And he said, just like I did, I loved every man. And he said, you now can do exactly what I did. You can love every man 
on the planet at one time because a prayer of faith is an act of love. And if you will pray in faith for kings and all those authority that you may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, this is good and acceptable. In other words, I'll accept it. If you'll pray in faith, it's good and acceptable because my desire, my heart, is that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So there are things that are going on in this world. There are, there are people out there. I saw people from all over the world this past weekend, and there's a whole bunch of unsaved people out there. Do you know that the Word of God through this ministry is getting ready to go in further than it's ever been into all the world? Amen? We, we want it to have free access. We don't want any government stopping it or, or, or halting it or, or messing with it. Amen? So we want to pray for all those in authority because their decisions affect all men. Glory to God. You okay with doing this tonight? Pray for just a minute and we'll pray in the Spirit. Then you can go home and do it more. Glory to God. Everybody close your eyes. Raise a hand towards heaven. Pray this with me. Father God, God, it says in your word word that you are love. love. We are your children, children. so we are children of love. love. Filled with that love, love. and we are that love. love. So in that love, love. we we pray for all men. We lift up every person on this planet today and we pray for them. We know they are your creation, whether they're serving you or whether they're not serving you. You love them and you died for them. So we're praying for salvation worldwide, all over. from every corner of the earth that men and women everywhere might come to know you and know your truth. That men and women everywhere would hear your gospel and understand it and come to know you. So Lord, we're praying for a big revival all over the world. We're asking for your help, for the leaders, people in authority in every nation, those that have withstood you, those that have welcomed you. We pray, interfere, intercede for those that are holding you back from ministering to Your people, to people that don't know You. Lord, we pray that anything that's keeping Your Word from going in to these nations that have withstood You, that there would be gaps, that there would be holes, that there would be whole sections of their border that are open for the gospel, whether it be a physical border 
or a live stream border that the Word might go forth into all these countries and affect the hearts of men and women that they might know there is a hope, there is a love far beyond what they've ever seen. There is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And we ask that this gospel have free course in these nations so that every man might be allowed to hear and receive the love of God. And for those who have welcomed you, we pray for a greater flow. Those that maybe have stood in the back and not never heard, never received, never let you in. Lord, we pray that your ministry, that your gospel get to them in any capacity, in any way that it might be made known again another opportunity for the people of this nation to come to You in masses, to know Your goodness, to experience Your love, and to walk in it in such a way that other people from nations all over are drawn to it. We pray for these leaders that they would be open and receptive to a move of God like they've never seen before. And Lord, we pray for our nation, for our leaders, and we ask for Your help. Lord, so many have walked away or skirted the truth. We pray that Your truth may be known, that Your light may be shown, that the reality of Jesus Christ might be lifted up so that all men in this nation would be drawn to You and back to You. Lord, those who have left or have seen a form of godliness, Lord, we ask that they see truth, that they hear Your truth and be made free that they see and hear of Your goodness and they repent and come to You. That this nation that was established under God would excel in the things of God. That the kingdom of God would go out in greater masses than it ever has before from this nation, in this nation, and out into the world. And we thank You for it. And we pray for our leaders that they might have wisdom. Surround them with people, with good knowledge, with Your love, with Your peace. People that follow You. Raise them up. Give them a voice. Give them favor. Help them to be heard so they would influence 
those who have been led astray by wrong thinking, by blindness. Satan, we bind you up from blinding them that they might see the glorious light of the Gospel and be changed. And Lord, we pray for every leader of every nation that's involved in this war in Ukraine. Lord, we ask for Your help. We ask for Your wisdom. Lord, so many things that people don't see, but You know that would help and that would bring victory and an end to this turmoil, to this disturbance that would bring peace and quietness back to that area. There's Christians by the millions in these, in this, in both these nations. Raise them up. Give them strength. Help them to do your will on a great level and to achieve great things from their position wherever it might be that your gospel that Your goodness, that You, Father, would be glorified in all these things. And we are asking it in Jesus' name. Lord, give us utterance to pray in the Holy Spirit over this, over this nation and the nations of the world that the Gospel might shine bright and people everywhere might come to know our wonderful Savior. Shondoro basite sekiano, tondrash nananiste, tonomrosto.